Maybe you fight with your siblings a lot now, but can you imagine your great-great-grandchildren going to war against their great-great-grandchildren? Hey, I'm Dylan, and you're listening to Unlocked, your daily key to unlocking God's Word in your life. Now, growing up, I fought with my older sister a lot. She really knew how to push my buttons, and I wasn't very good at firing back with taunts like she was. Well, nowadays, we have a much better relationship, but it was a rough decade or two early on. Some sibling rivalries just last through the growing up years, but the Bible records some like epic, centuries-long feuds, like our story today talks about, the book of Obadiah, Raiding and Rivalries by Naomi Zalstra. I hadn't read the book of Obadiah until about two years ago. It's the shortest book in the Old Testament. It's only one chapter, and it can't be confusing. The book mostly centers on poems that cast judgment on the people of Edom who were related to the Israelites through Abraham's family and who lived on the opposite side of the Dead Sea from the Israelites. These two people groups had a rocky history that went all the way back to the twin sons of Isaac, Jacob, who would be renamed Israel, and Esau, who would also be called Edom. These twins fought and had a falling out in Genesis 25 through 28. And even though they had a moment of reconciliation in Genesis 33, their descendants would continue to have conflict throughout the years. Numbers 20 verses 14 through 21 talks about this. This conflict culminates in Edom raiding Israelite cities after Babylon takes Israel into captivity. Obadiah 1, 10 through 14 talks about that. The first half of the book of Obadiah is about God holding this Israelite neighbor accountable for their raiding and their pridefulness as a nation. But then the author shifts their focus in verse 14 to talk about how the day of the Lord is coming for all nations. The author shows how all nations that are prideful, like Edom, will fall. The nation of Edom is a symbol for all the nations that will be repaid for their evil deeds when God's judgment comes. But there is hope. God is full of love and mercy, so the book ends in a promise of restoration. God will bring justice, and he will do this through Jesus. Jesus is God the Son, and he is also a descendant of Jacob. First, by Jesus' death and resurrection, he will defeat sin and death and forgive all who trust in him, making us a part of his new holy nation. And when Jesus returns and ushers in the new creation, he promises to bring full restoration and peace. The fall of Edom points to the day Jesus will rid the world of all evils so there can be a new and glorious creation where all God's people live together in harmony. Okay, let's talk about this for a second. What is a pain or hurt that you're looking for to God's justice correcting? How can knowing that God's perfect justice and restoration will someday give us hope and strength to pursue justice and restoration as we follow Jesus here and now? Now, as you and I can read in Obadiah 1.17, But on Mount Zion will be deliverance. It will be holy and Jacob will possess his inheritance. And learn more about this by reading the book of Obadiah for yourself. It's just 21 verses to keep God's word alive in your life. Unlocked is a resource of Keys for Kids Ministries. And how do you feel about waiting? I mean, nobody really loves it, right? 
Well, that's why we are talking about finding God in the waiting on Instagram at Unlocked Devo. And come back for tomorrow's devotion with Natalie. More about waiting, specifically on developing patience. But until then, I'm Dylan, encouraging you to live life unlocked, opening the door to God in your life. Oh, 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 o